0: Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald, and today we are continuing on in our series, The Right Kind of Faith. And I've titled this devotional, The Knowledge of the Truth, Faith Required. Faith Required. The key verse is 1 Timothy 2, 4, speaking of God who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The core content of the knowledge of the truth, as presented by the Apostle Paul, is number one, the knowledge of sin, Romans 3.20. Number two, the knowledge of Christ Jesus, the Lord, 2 Corinthians 4.3-6. Number three, the knowledge of the Savior, the knowledge of Christ as Savior, the one mediator, 1 Timothy 1.15, and then chapter 2, 3 through 7. And then finally today, number 4, the knowledge that salvation is by believing and not by works. Romans 10, 1 through 4, and then compare Ephesians 1, 13. We read in Romans 10, 2 through 4, For I bear them witness, speaking of Israel, I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. Yes, they do. They have a zeal for God but not according to knowledge. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. The Jews generally did not have the knowledge that God's righteousness is attained on the basis of faith and faith alone. They thought it was acquired on the basis of works by keeping the law. Therefore, They were not saved. Justification before God is on the basis of faith alone. Saving faith is a matter of the heart. A key chapter on the nature of saving faith is Romans 4, with a form of the word believe or faith being found 16 times. Note these points. Number one, Abraham is a primary example of saving faith. Was justified by believing and not by works. Romans 4, 1 through 3. Number 2, works and grace are mutually exclusive. Romans 4.4. 4. Number 3, righteousness is accounted on the basis of faith, apart from works. Romans 4.5. And number 4, faith is not a work, but rather is in accordance with grace. Romans 4:16. The Gospel of John was written so we might believe. John, in conclusion, tells us that his purpose in writing is so that the reader might believe, and the believing one may have life in his. That's in Christ's name, John twenty, thirty-one. John writes, so people will know the message concerning Christ to the end that they may believe. To have life, people must believe in Christ. John three eighteen says, he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. First John is a book on assurance. Appropriately, John follows up his gospel of belief, it's the Gospel of John, with a book on assurance. In chapter five of First John, John summarizes the testimony that God has given of his Son, and then says, First John 5.10, He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. The critical issue here is believing. People are accountable to believe the testimony of God concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Those believing have the Son, and therefore have life. Paul Enns, in the Moody Handbook of Theology, writes, Election and predestination do not, however, take away man's responsibility. Even though election and predestination are clearly taught in Scripture, man is still held accountable for his choices. Scripture never suggests that man is lost because he is not elect or has not been predestined. The emphasis of Scripture is a man is lost because he refuses to believe the gospel. My definition of saving faith goes like this saving faith is from the heart, believing in Jesus Christ alone as my personal Savior, who died for all of my sins, and as my personal Lord, Master, who is God Almighty as declared by his resurrection from the dead. This is Pastor Dwight Oswald signing off for now.